Welcome to Making Sense of Parenting. This show is dedicated to helping parents change chaos, confusion, and struggle into calm, clear connections with their kids, all in a way that aligns with their faith. Hey there, I'm your host, Kelly Shoup, helping you navigate the bumpy road of raising kids. Let's dive into today's topic. What's your over-under? And I don't mean the betting or wager or sportsbook gambling kind of over-under. Today, we are continuing with um, our series on troublemaking sense of your child's misbehavior. So this is part two, and we are talking about the sensory system, and three different ways that your sensory system works, over, under, and A-OK, or just right. So that's what we're going to dive into today on our show, usually understanding our own sensory system and also our child's sensory system explains so much about a child's behavior and also gives parents such um, awareness and ability to navigate their own sensory system, which creates a positive way for them to show up and interact with their kids. That's what we're talking about today. If you have just landed here, if you have just found me, I'm so happy you're here. I'm Kelly. I am a pediatric occupational therapist consultant, parent coach, mom of three teenagers, and I have been helping parents and kids connect and find peace in their family for over 20 years. So I have lots of experience with all things kid, behavior, school, frustrations, struggles, all of it. But we today are going to talk about that over-under And again, it is a person's sensory system and what they need um, in regard to the sensory input that comes into their body. So this is an area that not a lot of parents know that much about unless you have a child who really struggles with their sensory system. This is an area that occupational therapists are very well trained in, and it's um, an area that I I just gave, um, I talked to a school earlier this morning to a group of, um, of parents and teachers and professionals who wanted to know more about this area. And so the sensory system, again, impacts so much. It is our senses. We have eight of them. Most people think there's five. The Catechism of the Catholic Church recognizes five. Hearing, smell, taste, touch, and sight. But there are actually three, three other ones. Interoceptive sense, vestibular or movement sense, and your proprioceptive or body awareness sense. And so... Um, The sensory system works 
which each of these senses in one of three ways, an under response, an over response, or a just right, a-okay, that thermostat point is how I also talk about it because it's that point of it's all good. When my sensory system is at my A-OK point, that means my nervous system is at an A-OK point. That means that fight or flight that integrates with our nervous system is, it's okay. I don't feel like I have to flight. I don't feel like I have to fight. I don't feel like I have to freeze. So a person is in a really good spot when they are A-OK, that thermostat just right point. That's always what our body is automatically trying to get to. Um, This is the way God created us. Each set point, that thermostat A-OK point, is different for each individual. And this is the way God created us. And remember, because of my faith, because of my college training, and occupational therapy, and coaching for so long, I'm always working with the flow of how God designed us to be. Because when we work with that flow of ages and stages and development and growth, that's the easiest for kids to grow. It's also the easiest for parents to parent their children and to be okay themselves. And in today's discussion about the sensory system, how a parent's sensory system is at the moment, if they are A-OK, they're absolutely able to show up so much better to their kids when they are feeling A-OK. But today we're going to talk about over-responsiveness and under-responsiveness, okay? Because this really can cause behavior in kids and ourselves but it looks like misbehavior a lot in kids. And so I want parents to be aware that this isn't your child intentionally trying to be bad, to upset you, to push your buttons, to embarrass you in a certain situation. No, this is your child's limitations or weaknesses at the moment in them being able to discern what their sensory system needs and also trying to manage it. They don't have the ability at young ages, especially to know how like, okay, how am I feeling? This is too noisy. What do I do about this? This is making me so um, overloaded. All the stuff with my, with my hearing, or all this input that's coming into my sight or eye sense. And so when parents can understand, okay, my child isn't equipped to know how to help their sensory system, but the parent knows what's going on, then the parent is able to guide and help and lead. And that decreases, almost eliminates meltdowns, tantrums, Um, kids who shut down and throw a fit and embarrass you in the grocery store. Again, these things just kind of dissolve and go away when a parent understands what things 
are affecting their child's sensory system and what to do about them. So last week on part one, we talked about sight and hearing and what sensory overload looks like and what a parent could do to help their child with those two senses. And I was going to just continue on, but there's one other one other area that I need to go a little bit deeper because it will help you with proprioceptive sense and vestibular sense a whole, whole bunch. And those are tricky to understand anyway, but I want you to have this next deeper level. So hang with me here. Okay, so this AOK set point that every human's body is trying to get to, to where they feel okay in their sensory system and their nervous system. This is also called a sensory threshold. And it is where neurochemical changes take place in the brain. And when this takes place in the brain, there are neurotransmitters and stuff going on, and it helps a person be in this window of opportunity, I call it optimal functioning, optimal learning, because it's the sweet spot of a person being able to focus, interact, learn, engage with others. It's like your most optimum functioning level ever. And so changes have taken place in your brain to allow these neurotransmitters. So this is, this is the time. And you've had input coming into your sensory system all the time. Every human does. And when we can balance that and make it this A-OK point, then we're at our best. And that's always the goal is to be at this best point. We don't stay there all the time, but every human is trying to get back to that point every minute of the day. So adults, you are doing this. You are working and doing certain behaviors or not doing certain behaviors to get back to that A-OK sweet spot threshold point. It might look like using coffee to kind of stay awake and on your A game. It might look like twirling your hair. It might look like clicking your pen to keep your nervous system and your sensory system alert and engaged and at the sweet spot. So the sweet spot, the threshold that I call it the thermostat point, the AOK spot is always the goal. But for the majority of humans, we are sensitive in one of our senses a little bit more or a little bit less. And so if we are more sensitive, this is the term over-responder. So this is our over and our over-under, okay? So if we are an over-responder to one of our senses, for me, I am an over-responder to many of my senses. So that means it takes very little sensory input to my system, my body, my hearing, um, touch, eyesight, taste, and smell. And it takes very little to overload my system. So I have to be very mindful of that. 
that in regard to my hearing, again, if I have lots of loud, unfiltered, many noises coming at me at once, it's going to be too much for me to stay in that sweet spot, that thermostat point, A-OK, just right spot. And I'm going to get overloaded too quickly. So that's an over-responder, okay? So very little is usually needed to overload that person's particular sense. And here is the tricky part about adults, parents, and also your kids, is that with these eight different senses, usually a person is a combination of over-responder in a couple senses, maybe a just-right responder, that sweet spot for taste and smell. But then they could also be an under-responder in a couple other senses. So it's incredibly confusing and kind of hard to decipher. And so again, the behavior that a child is giving a parent can be very tricky to really figure out what's going on. So this is what I help parents do all day, every day, because when I can help them get the clues and help decipher this meltdown or tantrum, then a parent can do things to have it not occur. And also the parent has so much comfort knowing this isn't me parenting badly. Like, this is hard to figure out. And so parents, I want to give you comfort. This is tricky because it's a lot going on. And there's so much information coming at every human body all the time, all the sensory input. We're smelling things. We're feeling things. I can see things. I can hear things. I have things touching my body, my body awareness. So this is tricky to figure out. Okay, So the under-responder is the person who has one sense or two senses or could be more that doesn't get enough sensory input to keep them at their sweet spot. So they need more information, more things to hear, more things to see. They want to smell more things. They want to smell really strong things. If you have a child who is an under-responder, they are seeking more of this particular sense input because, again, they need more to get their sensory system and their nervous system back to that A-OK point. But there's a little tricky part in the under-responders. Okay, under responders have two different ways of being under responsive. So, again, the under responder has a nervous system that and a sensory system that needs more input. The just right isn't enough, they're like, no, it's not registering as a smell to me yet, or no, I'm not getting my sight or vision sense to an A-OK point, I need more things to look at. I need shiny things. I need bright things. I need lots of color, lots of things. That is how this person is trying to get their sensory and nervous system back to that A-OK point. But it's a lot that they need a lot. 
Okay. But there's two ways they can respond to this needing a lot. One of them is a very passive, passive under responsive is one way. And this is the person or the child who looks like a bump on a log. This is the child who gets accused of being lazy, unmotivated, could be adult also, never really tries, just kind of out of it, constantly sluggish or just not, you know, just not engaged and energetic and vibrant. This is the person who's just kind of like a bump on a log. Like, are they in, did they hear me? I don't know. So this is absolutely a person who needs more sensory input to help them get to that set A-OK point to then have that optimal learning. But they don't do anything about it. They're just kind of there in a sluggish, like limp noodle fashion, okay? The other type of under-response is called sensory seeking. So this looks the opposite of our bump on a log, but actually is the exact same type of input that is needed. So this is a person who, again, has a nervous system that, is, that needs more. It is under-responding with all the input that's coming at them. It's not enough. They still need more. They still need more to get to that A-OK, optimal sweet spot, functioning spot. But that sensory seeker goes about getting more input in a very busy, hyper, bumping into people, climbing your walls, um, yelling, chewing on things, um, slamming into a team member on the soccer field because they are actively and over-eagerly seeking more of that input. So they know they need more stimulation to get to that A-OK point, and they are on it. Like These are your hyper kids, the manic kids, the kids who are bouncing all over the classroom. Or the child whose parent tells me, oh my gosh, they are climbing my walls. They are the energizer bunny. I can never slow them down. They are smacking and banging. They have bruises all over their body because they are constantly seeking sensory input. And when they're banging and bruising up their body, they need it in their proprioceptive sense. We're going to talk about that in part three next week on the live show. But I wanted to explain to you, again, if you see this type of behavior with your child, this is what it's indicating, that they, if they are sensory seeking, they need more input in their body to feel a-okay, calm, like it's all good. And they're automatically trying to do what is best for their body. So again, parents understanding this isn't something they are trying to be bad. They aren't trying to misbehave. No, God designed them, designed each of us to try to manage and take care of ourselves 
to keep us safe and alive. But for kids or adults, because adults can absolutely demonstrate sensory seeking behavior, usually it's in a pretty well-managed, regulated, socially acceptable way. But they absolutely do do it because, again, these people do have sensory systems that need more input. More, more, more. Please, more. I'm trying to feel okay, and I need more. But in kids, it is this hyper banging into, um, screaming all the time, grabbing the parent by the face and like, listen to me. And so I get these parents who are like, oh, my goodness, what is this? What do I do with this? And so we can um, very, you know, very quickly explain what it is, what your child actually needs to get to this AOK point. And I give so many tools and strategies and give a parent an arsenal of things to do with um, a child who is a sensory seeker. Sensory seeker is an under-responsive sensory and nervous system. Bump on the log, sluggish, lazy, unmotivated, not engaged, child, teenager, adult. Also, under-responsive sensory system and nervous system. They are just born... This is how God created them to be. And again, I want parents to understand this because I'm so incredibly intentional about honoring dignity and the way that God created us to be. And I encounter parents who are so, um, you know, just really harsh with their kids for ways their kids absolutely cannot help that they were created with a sensory system that looks like this. Just like I can't help that I um, was born with blue eyes or brown eyes. Sorry, mine are brown. And, or I can't help that I have allergies. So if my nose is running or if I'm coughing in a hay field, I'm not trying to be bad. This is just who I am. And so, again, I want every child, every person to be honored, respected in their dignity. And, yes, we can help kids get skills, get strategies, get tools to understand their sensory system and their nervous system and what that AOK thermostat point is for them. So they are equipped later in life to, to do what they need to do to be in that optimal sweet spot but I don't want them to feel bad. And so I, again, just help parents know, okay, this is not, this, this is not a bad thing. Your kid's not broken. I'm not going to fix your kid. This is how God made your kid. So we're going to work within the confines of what God gave us. And we're going to absolutely get them to a place where they feel supported. They feel understood They feel like we can guide them in how to get to that sweet spot. And parents, you can have the tools to know, uh uh-oh, we're going into this noisy thing. This is going to overload his system in 20 minutes. And when you know that, then you can set your child up for leaving after 20 minutes. 
You tell the coach, hey, we're in, we're going to watch sister play. And then after 20 minutes, we're out. And here is why. And I tell parents all the time, here is what you say. We, we can't stay the whole time um, for health reasons. For the health of our family, we are not able to go out to the sand volleyball tournament at the beach because it doesn't work for us. You don't need to explain anything further than that. You just need to say, for the health of our family, we're out. But knowing, you know, we're doing this because, again, we need to equip our kids to be set up to be able to deal with their sensory system. And when parents know this, all these tantrums, meltdowns, the fit at the grocery store, they go away because you're seeing the clues. Okay, in school today, they did this. And this really taxed my four-year-old sensory system. So I can't add A, B, and C to their day. They're done. We're coming home. We're going to have some quiet. We're going to chill. And so, again, parents, you can be really successful in your parenting when you understand this part of the sensory system and the sensory threshold in that sweet spot. Okay, that's where we're going to end it today. Parents, you can find me on Instagram at Kelly K. Shoop. Please, in my link tree for Instagram, there is a sensory profile quiz. So you can answer a few super simple questions on how your sensory system reacts to the environment, how your kids does. And then you're getting the clues to know how to manage yourself and your kids' sensory systems better. Always a win for you and for them. So you can find that on Instagram. I have a monthly membership that um, parents work with me. We do a group coaching call once a week. I have a lot of resources available to parents. I'm also available all week. They can message me with They're in the moment struggles and challenges. Like this is happening with my kid. What do I do? Again, I've been doing this for 20 years. So what you think is weird, strange, and you're pretty sure no other parent has ever had to deal with this, I promise you they have. And so this is the other thing, again, about working with that flow of how God designed us. Yes, we are unique but we are absolutely similar also. So this is where I come in and say, oh yeah, this five-year-old doing this particular behavior, he's not the only one. Actually, almost over half of every five-year-old I've seen in the past 20 years, and I've seen a whole whole bunch of them, they all do this. Usually it's just a little phase. This is what we're going to do to make it easier for you to deal with them at bedtime, at bath time at um, school drop-off time, okay? So you don't have to struggle because I've already figured out the tools and the tips and all of that. There are so many areas that parents might have to struggle in. This parenting gig is not one of them. I am here to help you. I'm currently, I have five spots to help families for three months And it's one-on-one calls weekly and really intentional steps for you to make some really big changes in your family for the good, for connection, for peace and harmony. And 
people are always like, well, you know, this, this sounds expensive. Well, what is the price of the chaos, the fighting, the whining, the stress and the tension in your home? What is the price of having that removed and having a peaceful, engaged, connected family? It's worth so much and you would be so surprised how easy it is for you to achieve this. So shoot me a message, um, come find me on Instagram, and then we will be back next week and talk about another part of that sensory system. Did you like what you heard in this episode? If you did, please share it with a friend and be sure and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app. Reviews are always appreciated. As a reminder, my show is also on YouTube. In YouTube, search for Kelly K. Shoup. That's K-E-L-L-Y-K-S-H-O-U-P. Be sure to click the subscribe button and hit the bell for all notifications. To learn more about my work, helping families, or to contact me, go to kellykshoup.com. Again, that's kellykshoup.com. Thanks so much 